Hey there, and welcome to Blazing the Path, hosted by Rob Hetherington. This is a Portland Trailblazers podcast by a fan for the fans. Hoopheads Nation, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Blazing the Path with Rob Hetherington and Joel Lincoln. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Grizz and Grind, 305 Culture, Knuck If You Buck, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, Spanning the Spurs, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, and the LA Hoops Report, plus our coaching-focused podcasts. Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Welcome back, Rip City Nation, to another episode of Blazing the Path here with Joel Lincoln. Excited to get it going. Rob, how are we doing today, man? Good to have uh, have you on or be with you here today as the uh, we're getting ready for the big tip-off on TNT tonight. Excited for a big matchup with what looks to be a uh, major conference rival with the new addition of the Rockets roster, um, which we'll see tonight. The the Rockets this season um, look like they'll still be competitive with Oladipo for sure. So uh, how do you feel about the lineup tonight? I think it's going to be tough. I think I just watched John Wall destroy the Wizards a couple days ago coming <laughs> out playing well. He's play- I mean, they're, they're definitely different, but I don't think different's bad. Um, I think the Blazers are different, and similarly, I don't think that's bad, but I think um, – and I think we'll get to it a little bit later as the lineup and oh, minutes, rotations, things like that are getting um, are getting figured out. So a little bit of learning on the fly um, as they're getting back in games going and everything like that. More to come on that later in the show. So got a, got a lot to talk about the with the short week here since we last recorded. Uh, two games were played. Um, uh, a good showing against the Knicks, you know. Didn't allow 120 points, so that's that's a plus. And uh, they beat a team that's been blowing out good teams lately. I don't know. I don't know how the Knicks are doing it, but um, they've looked impressive to start. Certainly for what the expectations were, um, with you know Tippin not even really playing that much and whatnot, um, they looked they looked solid. The Knicks did. Um, so, so it's a good sign that the Blazers are holding their own every team they've played with these injuries. 
and then and then we got the uh, OKC Thunder to discuss as well. So lot lot to get into today. So um, Blazers, you know, the defensive woes continue last few games, um, but signs of encouragement that DJJ is is getting a starting role um, solidified here and showing up to play. Um, catching lobs, whether they've been going down or not, I'm sure they'll start because Dame's gonna, Dame looks to have some chemistry with him already and confidence in him to finish those lobs. Um, what's, what stood out to you these last two games? The last few has just been Dame and the driving force he's been. Last I checked, I think he's the leading score, third leading score in the NBA right now. Um, and I think what's really is everything's kind of running through him. Um, as expected, but just the load and how he's been shouldering, obviously scoring, um, and just dom. You know, I think his minutes are up. Um, and then just a little bit of you know what's Anthony Simon's going to consistently do um, as he's getting the more and more uh, opportunity to play. Certainly, and you know it's it's uh it's definitely a lot more encouraging to see Dame as we expected him to play. Um, these last few weeks, you know, getting close to 35 a night, um, after, after a slow start, you know, first game of the season, a little worrisome closer to 10 points, which you just simply do not see Dame do at this point in his career. Um, but when that happened, you know, he, he really got it together quickly after that first, that first game. And, um, you know, a lot to look forward to this season with him. Um, looks like we talked about he's going to be taking those deeper threes at a higher clip, um, really just jacking them, even in coverage. And uh, it's it's looked all right so far. Um, I, I know we, we kind of predicted on this podcast that he'd have to shoot those at a high percentage for it to be something he continues to do. Um, he has not he has not strayed from that. He's been shooting them at a different clip. Um, so it looks like something we'll continue to see. Yeah, I think there's definitely that, and I think he's going to be obviously get a little more freedom. But if he's not shooting at a high clip, it's going to be very challenging to win. Um, and just kind of the emergence of Anthony Simons. I mean, he was or and Anthony Simons, excuse me. I mean, he put up 26 on Monday, and I mean, shot it well from the floor. And Dame's talked about how much confidence he has um, in him in terms of his growth, and just hasn't had the opportunity to play. Um, and just a real quick quote from Dame is talking about Simons. Sometimes he's gotten into the game in the past he's, and had big games and hit big shots. So I think this is um, to continue. He has come in and scored the ball. He can get to spots on the floor and can make plays and all that. So it's good to see him put back-to-back games together like that. So if he can get more consistent, I mean, he's shooting it's a little below 41%, averaging seven points a game. But obviously, I think that's going to go up well the points per game is going to have to go up if they want to have any success, which um, if Monday was an indication, he can, he is capable of that. Um, but I think tonight it, it's obviously going to be a great test facing, um, you know, Houston, who has been playing well and is getting uh, Victor Oladipo has something to prove. And John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, they're kind of the us against the world team is kind of what they have right now down there in Houston. So I think tonight's going to be a great test for him playing against other players that have a lot to prove. Certainly, and um, I, I love seeing Gary Trent Jr. in that starting lineup. We'll probably touch on that more um, in, in some of the questions we have about this starting lineup coming later in the show. 
Um, but it's encouraging to see someone who plays solid defense and gives us all, all the minutes he's on the floor, um, getting that starting role. Um, but like you said, Anthony, you know, dropped 19 points the other day in that backup point guard role. Uh, Carmelo looks like he might be starting in a consistent, you know, amount of games. And, uh, it's interesting to see Anthony leading that second, that's that second lineup. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, hopefully the injuries kind of, they, the injury can kind of go to another, you know, the injury bug can find another place to hang out because if, you know, they're one more, I mean, obviously everybody's one injury away from their season taking drastic turn, but they have anything else happens, man. They're, it's going to be slim pickings. Yeah. 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 There's, you know, um, there's, that's where you get into the issues with, uh, who's playing in the G league and whatnot. I, they had to go to some of their, their, uh, their very young guys like Jalen Horde and whatnot last year. And hopefully we don't see a return to that. Cause this is, this is a team that is kind of in win now mode with the, the ages their stars are at. Absolutely. Um, and now just to kind of move in, that was the opening tip off. So now who else? Who are you watching or who have you been watching or what have you been watching um, this past week or so? Well, I gave a lot of thought to that. Um, knew it was going to be on this episode. So the team I've been watching was the Celtics. Uh, they had a they are starting to get Kemba back. Peyton Pritchard was playing at a very great level coming off the bench. And then Peyton Pritchard got hurt um, and then Tatum wasn't playing. So I, I kind of kind of eased away from them. They were playing great ball before the injury to Peyton Pritchard. Uh, but I've been watching the Cavs mainly and the Nets. Um, I'm living on the East Coast. Obviously, Blazers are my number one, but I, you, you see that big three with the Nets. Kyrie finally got his way where they, you know, it seems like they have a, a roster that he's, you know, at least <laughs> somewhat pleased with, with how critical he is of management wherever he goes. But, you know, they're exciting to watch. And then you got Colin Sexton on the East Coast lighting up the scoreboard, showing that he can do more than just play grit and grind defense. Um, uh, the Cavs podcast we got going on this network, they, they've talked about um, at length on that podcast, you know, Colin Sexton's potential, what he could be, the definite that he is on the defensive end. And now we're starting to see he's, it appears he's worked a lot on the offseason on his offensive end, which is exciting, putting up 40-point games sometimes. How about you, Joel? What have you been watching? Uh, I've been, well, busy with we've been, uh, Lincoln High School here. We've, we're hopefully going to have a season in Oregon, so we are work, been working a lot on that. So we've been watching a little bit of that um, Great in hear. preparation for our season. But I was watching um, – Took in most of the game, uh, the Houston game with the Wizards. I think that was two nights ago. Um, I've been watching the Wizards. Bradley Beal um, has played well. Um, it'd be great if he could get some help um, as they continue to just be in that. Um, I watched some college games, and I usually don't uh, watch too much college hoops. I watched a little bit over the weekend, so a little over the board, um, but really watching. I, and I watched the Blazers. Uh, Terry Stotts has them running really good stuff right now, um, especially getting Damon positioned where he can, you know, get downhill in those pick and rolls and make real simple decisions with shooters around him. So um, that's kind of, for me, the biggest things I've been watching is just trying to get, 
you know, things ready for my guys in the program. And then as well as just trying to get ideas and formulating offenses and things around that. You guys going to work on that defense on like the Blazers? Yeah, we're going to be, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be stout defensively. We're going to definitely rebound the ball at a high clip. Uh, we've got a little bit of a height issue this year, but um, we're going to be, you know, old school Memphis, a little grit and grind Zach Randolph style um, on the defensive end. You'll love to see that. I'll definitely be tuning in um, to some college hoops, like you said, but also I'll be tuning in, uh, see how you guys are doing, you know, check the news and everything for your area because it's exciting, man. I, I'm really I'm really impressed to hear that you got the, the varsity coaching job going into this season. And I'll be tuning in as well to uh, Abilene Christian University because the girl I uh, went to school with at the old New Fane in uh, Buffalo, New York, is playing D1 basketball, which you <laughs> you never hear of from, <laughs> from our small schools. So really exciting, and they're doing well. That's great, yeah. Um, I think more than ever, one thing's been really cool this year with um, COVID, I shouldn't say cool, but it has been great as for me is um, just being able to watch so many high schools or live streaming their games and stuff. And even though um, we didn't have a chance to play, our season's going to be in May and June. It's been nice. You know, I'm originally from Iowa, so being able to watch some of those games um, and just seeing, you know, different classics. I've been watching a few of the East Coast high school games and different prep schools. So, um, yeah, once the season gets rolling, kind of um, beginning of May into June, I'm sure we'll get a little weekly update on the Cardinals. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it's got to be nice. You don't have to travel to scout either. You can you can kind of catch – well, I'm sure you'll you'll still be able to. Hopefully, um, spring comes around. Maybe, maybe they'll allow, like, personnel, you know what I mean? Um, who knows how that's going to go, but maybe, maybe you've gotten a little bit from what I, what I hear, um, of an inside look at some of the, the schools you'll be playing, um, a little bit of a better look since they're live streaming. Mm-hmm. Well, out here, I, so in our, we're, I'm in the Portland public league. So all of my, all the high schools are within the Portland Metro. Um, unfortunately, none of us were able to play this winter. Um, so I haven't been able to watch any of us, but I've watched, um, our programs games from almost all the entire last season. Um, we've got just a couple of returners. They were um, senior dominated last year, so it's okay. uh, it's going to be a great opportunity. So um, very excited. Yeah, Rip City Hoops in May and June is going to be busy going right into club basketball um, in July as well. So it's going to be a lot going on, and obviously the NBA will be wrapping up hopefully around then. Um, in that early June or mid mid June NBA finals. We'll have to hear that this summer will hopefully be full of, you know, um, fast paced, intense basketball games. Cause that's something, unfortunately, you know how it goes. The season usually ends around February, March. And, uh, then we, then we're forced to watch baseball. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> yeah, so summer sports center gets tough. Yeah, certainly. So what are your, what are your keys to the game for tonight? Maybe that's, maybe that'd be a good transition. Get into a little bit what we think for tonight's game. It's a big matchup. Um, a lot of big matchups coming already, unfortunately for the Blazers at a time where they're hurt. Um, a lot of not must win games, but probably need to win games because it's, it's a loaded West as predicted. And a lot of teams are close to them in this playoff hunt. 
um, keys to the game tonight is going to be, you know, how who how are we matching up with Demarcus Cousins? How interested is he um, tonight in playing hard, playing well? Um, John Wall, how who who's staying in front of him um, consistently because he's come looking great coming back off of injury. Who's going to guard Victor Oladipo? Um, and stay in front consistently um, would be the keys. And then obviously just the normal ones of who's going to rebound, um, you know, and who, who are for the Blazers is going to be the guys that are stepping up and, you know, stepping up and stepping into new roles um, as the opportunity's been presented. Yeah. And, and like you say, who's going to, you know, who's going to step up and guard those, those three guys that can get buckets on any given night. Um, all three of them can give you 20, 30 if they're feeling it you know what i mean um john wall's looking fresh like you said um in that wizards wizards rockets matchup and you know it's it's going to be exciting to say the least because it's not too often there's an early game on the east coast that i can catch and i'm i'm definitely going to be tuning in and it's just it's just great to see um the blazers put together a roster even with injuries where they're going to compete at a high level um it's great that even though you know they're doing kind of what they did last year where they'll win a game then lose a game not not very consistent they're they've they've put together um you know with the team they expect to have they're confident they'll have an identity um but there's a lot of teams especially you know playing the rockets a lot of teams like the Blazers right now that don't have a set identity yet and they're looking for it. Um, and there's a lot of games coming up where the Blazers are playing teams where they'll have a, a definite chance because you look at, you look at, uh, the Bulls and then the Bucks coming up. They, neither team has really established an identity this year and Giannis is struggling from the free throw line. So, um, lot, lot of optimism still, even with the injuries on my end and, um, It'll be exciting to see. Um, like you said earlier, you know, with the injuries and whatnot, um, a lot of uncertainty, but it looks like Derek Jones Jr. and Rodney Hood are probable, so that's good news. Absolutely. Now let's move into a few quick hitters. So the first one I have for you is will the Blazers make the playoffs? I'm going to go with a resounding yes on that, and it's not just to be a homer like Bill's yeah. – Bill Simmons is with the Celt with the Celtics and Pats. Um, I really think they stand a good chance in this loaded West Coast because you know there's. I don't think the Thunder are going to be a playoff team this year. I don't think Sacramento has made the leap this year, and I don't think Houston is really going to make the leap without Harden. And so you you got Phoenix really in Dallas to deal with. Um, in that, you know, eight, seven, six spot with the teams that are already there, like Golden State, San Antonio, and Memphis. And I think Portland, believe it or not, you know, once they figure out their identity without the, the, the three, um, crucial players in their lineup, if they're able to figure out, out that identity before Nurk and CJ come back, we might be looking at a high seed, maybe even a four or a three. Um, but I don't think even without those players, they're going to drop to that seven or eight. I think it's going to be a mid mid seed season just because they're really hungry this year. What say you on that matter? Ooh, I don't know. I'm looking at the standings and 
I mean, it's early, obviously. I mean, right now they're sitting in fifth at nine and seven. But if they, let's say, I mean, obviously they go ten and seven, they hold five. But if they lose one, I mean, the West is so tight. I mean, and right yeah. now especially, I don't think they're going to make it. Um, I think. Damn. I'm of the opinion, although I believe they're going uh, – What it, they expanded it to 10 seeds and then they're going to have the play-in tournament like they did in the bubble. Yeah. yeah. Um, in which case, I think they will make that because I think they're in the top 10. Um, I think the Suns are going to be better, um, I think. And they're in the nine right now. So, if it was who – you know, the traditional top eight. Grizzlies are – it goes as far as seven, eight. So, Blazers are in fifth, Warriors sixth, seventh is Spurs, eight Grizzlies, ninth is the Suns, tens is Thunder. I think the Mavericks, who are 11, are going to be good. I think Luka's too elite. I think the Rockets are going to be better um, with those three guys if they can stay healthy. I think DeMarcus Cousins, um, in terms of talent, he's never really had – all those years in Sacramento when he was healthy, um, they were just kind of yeah. – he never had a team around him, and then since he's left, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, and if he can stay healthy, I think – I mean, he wasn't a top-five pick for no reason. So – No. I think it'll be interesting, but, I mean, OKC would be the only team in that top ten that I think is – I can confidently say they're going to drop out. And right now that's not even playing – talking about the Pelicans, who the NBA want, wants to be so good with the amount of times where we have to watch them get beat on national television. <laughs> um so, I think it's just going to be tough as they get down there. If they can, as you talked about, get figure out an identity, I just think um, at some point, especially at the NBA level, the talent talent level is going to play you know play itself out. I mean, you if you play hard every night in the NBA, you have your chance. But if everybody's playing hard, which we're going to assume they are, um, you got to be talented. And not that the Blazers lack talent, they lack the amount of talent that is healthy, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a great point. It's not that they lack talent, they lack the amount of talent that's healthy. So we'll see, we'll see what the next, you know, it schedules only right now up to up to, up to date to March, um, early March, they have it figured out. And then I, I guess down the road, they're going to just keep adding games. Um onto that schedule to get to the 72 not to mention these these rescheduled games it looks like portland's going to have some more battles at the end of the season if that's where they put them with memphis like last year um which i don't mind because i I think portland can hold their own against the grizzlies the grizzlies don't really have that many key players except for john morant dylan brooks and valanchunas so i think the blazers can hold their own in some of these other games and that could help them in the standings late if those games are late. But yeah, I see where you're coming from, man, and and it'll be interesting to see. Um, my quick hitter for you would have to be: what's your ideal starting lineup with the current healthy roster? Ooh, ooh, that's a great question. Um, what was their most recent one? That would have to be against the Thunder. Which I, I like the roster against the Knicks and then against the Thunder. They had Dame, Gary Trent Jr., DJJ, Carmelo Anthony, and then Cantor at the five. Yeah, I think that, I mean, yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'd go Cantor, Mello, at least for now. Um, as well as Anthony Simons playing on the backup, um, leading that bench unit, I'd go 
Cantor, Carmelo, DJJ, Rodney Hood, and Dame. Yeah, because it, it's you know it'd be nice to have Covington. Are are you taking into consideration his injury, or you, would you like to see Covington come off the bench? When oh he comes no, back? I, he's gonna start. I mean, he's elite. Yeah, yeah. that's not. I mean, that's all NBA defensive player, and the amount of what they gave up to get him. He, I mean, he has to. If he's not, a, if he's not being a starter for the amount of what they gave up, then he's not really. And I don't think that's in the plan. I'm assuming the only reason he's not starting is because he's not available. Yeah, Rips, Rip City Nation on Twitter might call for a tar and feathering of Terry Stotts if Rocco doesn't start. Yeah, absolutely, and I—I I mean, there'd be no reason because yeah, I was uh, we were doing in uh, PE last week or two weeks ago. Excuse me, we were doing um, basketball unit from PE from home, and to kick off class, I did all the Robert Covington defensive highlights. So that was—I uh, was reminded of how good and elite he is. Yeah, he's that. He's the type of guy that you just love to watch play defense because he'll he'll guard three different players on a possession if he has to. You know what I mean? He'll he'll slide to the other side, and uh, if his guy you know is in traffic, he's going to slide over and and contribute elsewhere. And it, it's just beautiful to see someone who's who's you know doing all of the mechanics and fundamentals they teach um, teach you in high school and in college bring it to the pros because a lot of guys get to the pros and they just play man-to-man defense and whatever happens happens and they won't try and contest a dunk because they don't want to get put on YouTube mm-hmm. but not Robert Covington absolutely so. so now blazing the path forward here I'm looking at our, at our next four games so Rockets tonight then Bulls Saturday Monday at, and then they go on a little four or five little five game road trip. But before we record next week, they'll have already played four games. They got tonight with the Rockets, Saturday with the Bulls, Monday with at the Bucks, Tuesday with the Wizards, and then next Thursday, a week from today, they'll be playing the 76ers on another uh, four o'clock game here, which is seven for you. Um, how do we think they're going to fare with – well, I'll just go right down the line. Do you think they win tonight on at on the road or – Yes, I certainly do. I think Rockets win, unfortunately, on the road. They're playing well, especially at the crib. Uh, at the Bulls, who do you got? Blazers again, man. I think they'll be ready for them. I think, they, I think that they have Gary Trent Jr. and DJJ to kind of silence the Zach Levine hype. Um, cause you know, he can give a team 30 or 40 on any given night, but I don't see it happening with the defensive people that they've brought in. I think it's really going to start to show the next few games because it has to, um, they, they can't be putting up lackluster defensive efforts without star players like CJ and Nurk on the court. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see the development of Kobe White here in his second year. I'm with you. I think the Blazers will win on there. Um, then on Monday, they have the Bucks. Who do you got? I got to go with the Blazers on that one. Not just not just because, you know, like the Bucks are, even though they're 11-6, and six, they just, they're, they're the same team as last year, just with a better defensive point guard in Drew Holiday. And with the current, you know, situation the Bucks have. Giannis, Giannis is scared to get fouled. It seems um, that's that seems to be some of the talk lately. Not so much scared. I don't think Giannis has a lot of fear within him anywhere. But it's just he wants to be the best for his team, 
and shooting 58% from the free throw line just is not going to, not going to get them places when he shoots, you know, five to 10 free throws a night. And, uh, I, I really just see this is maybe a little bit, if you can even consider it that of a down year for Giannis till playoff time when it's just, he'll go nuts, I'm sure. But I just see, I just see Dame and this Blazers team in a, in a year where, where they, it's, it's a good year to play the Bucks for a change where, where they might, they might stand more of a chance than other years. So I, I got the Blazers on that one. I'd love to have picked the Blazers, but I don't. I think, <laughs> I think the Bucks are, I think when it comes, I think the starting lineups, I think obviously nobody has anybody to line up with Giannis. I don't think the Bucks have anybody that's going to stay in front of Dame. Um, but I think Giannis is too much of a problem shooting 58% from the free throw line. That's just, he's got to get in the gym, get that worked out. He's, I mean, he's a freaking MVP. He'll get it figured out. Um, and never stop Shaq. Um, and unfortunately, I think that's just going to be a little too much. I mean, Bucks are Eastern Conference finals team. Um, in my opinion, so that's just going to be a little too much to overcome. And then they're at the Wizards in the nation's capital. Uh, unfortunately, as a Wizards guy, usually I will pick the Blazers there. Um, similarly to why I think the Blazers are going to lose at the Bucks, it's just going to be lack of talent. And um, with the Wizards right now, they're just kind of figuring it out with Russ. Um, and I shouldn't say lack of talent, but I mean, they're just right now, they're just catching L's. I think they've got the league worst, like 3-11 and record, so... I think the Trail Blazers will take care of that on the road. Who do you got? Got to go Blazers on that one just because Bradley Beal, you see him on the sidelines after he puts up 30 with very efficient shooting nights. And, you know, Russell's struggling heavily right now, even though he's averaging, you know, triple doubles here and there. But Bradley Beal just doesn't know what else he can do. You know, he's he's playing like an all-star just like he did the last two years. And it's just not – it's not paying off with wins because, and, and, you know, it's, it's not just the roster around him. It's, it's a little bit of the injury train too. Cause a lot of their, you know, um, three and D guys like Bertans are just hurt constantly. Mo Wagner isn't able to develop because he's constantly hurt. Um, and it's just, it's not looking bright for them. And I think the Blazers are going to catch a lot of these teams with, with piss poor records, um, on good nights for them because they're going to be able to play at a level they've played the last few years with um, with Dame at the helm and then a lot of experience around him with Melo and Cantor. I think I think the the veteran leadership will really pay off that some of these other teams don't have. And then I will just go ahead and say I'm not just jumping on the Blazers bandwagon this week for wins. I don't think they stand a chance against the 76ers the way they're playing right now. And uh, that, that looks to be the final game before we, you know, um, record next week. It'll be interesting to see how they match up against the 76ers who have their, you know, desired lineup back with Simmons and Embiid healthy at the same time for one of the first times this year or last year, rather towards the end there. And uh, you know, People were down on the 76ers in the playoffs last year because Joel Embiid had to play out of his mind to even stand a chance against some of the teams. But it's not like that this year. Um, he has a lot of help around him. And Seth Curry, our guy, you know, big time in the playoffs against, um, 
the uh, Denver Nuggets and whatnot, you know, with CJ two years ago when they made that beautiful playoff run to the to the conference championship game. Um, you know, he's he's a he's a good guy to put with Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons needs shooting around him and he needs other guys that can defend the guard position. So who do you have against this against the 76ers? Uh, it'll be interesting. I'll hold on that because hopefully we'll get it recorded before. But if I was going to go a week out, I'm with you um, in terms of once again, it's just the talent thing. I mean, 76ers are extremely talented. They got Danny Green. Tobias Harris at the game winner last night. Who's They've got a lot of money invested in him. They obviously have Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. Like They're, they're in win-now mode as well. Um, and I once again, I think when it comes down to assuming everybody's playing hard, the talent's going to have to win out. Um, and the Blazers lack healthy or available talent, um, not on the roster, but available to play. Certainly. So we got we got a big week ahead. Excited. We'll have we'll have a lot in store next Thursday. So tune in, Blazers Nation. Thanks always for tuning in and and have a great week. Go Blazers. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you get at Rob on the sticks, Ichabod the God. Uh, any questions you have for the show, make sure you tweet them at myself, at Coach J Lincoln on Twitter, or at the podcast, or at Rob. Give them your uh, mention here on Twitter, maybe Snapchat, whatever you got. Yeah, and I would like to just add quickly, we we did get a our very first question from my high school varsity basketball coach, Eric Klump. Um, he, he hit me up a while back, and uh, he wanted to know, um, what we thought a good starting lineup was for this Blazers team. And, um, I think we both agree on that, that it's, you know, until Covington comes back, the lineup they're going with Dame, CJ, um, DJJ, Carmelo and Cantor. Hopefully, you know, only, only real thing in that lineup that, that makes me nervous is, is Cantor, um, just because of his lackluster effort on the defensive end. But maybe, maybe he'll see this increased role and see, Hey, this is a this is a chance to show I deserve to start with the twin tower next to Nurkic. I'm gonna give it my all on the defensive end, and uh, so so we'll see coming up. It'll, it'll be proving grounds this next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think man, if they come off that road trip here. What four and oh, four and one in your call? That's gonna be impressive. I mean, shoot, if they come off two and. Three and two, I'll be impressed going through the Rockets. I mean, Bulls, Wizards should be wins, but Bucks, 76ers, and Rockets are all going to be tough out. So um, we will know more next week. Thanks for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, we will see you soon. Rip City, keep it rocking. Take care, everyone, and don't forget to follow and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, leave us leave us a review on Apple. Get us a five-star review. It, it really helps get the show out there on a lot of these, a lot of these different categories of NBA pods. So take care, everyone. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit mypodcastmanager.com to get started.
Thanks for tuning in to Blazing the Path, a Portland Trailblazers podcast hosted by Rob Hetherington. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts for weekly episodes.